The Adam Crowley Show. Axon. 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 Oh, no. Oh, it's on the nipple. Axon. 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 He went from the bottom. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. You found the Crowley Show. Last one. Where your mom listens, and you should too, 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina, off until Monday. Shirtless Tom, behind the glass. Tell your kids. Tell your wife. We're doing radio up in here. Since I'm off tomorrow, and am probably going to pass away, Paul Dog will be calling in momentarily with his weekly rap. Although it's the bye week. What the hell is he even going to rap about? I'm scared about this one. He did tell me on the phone yesterday when he told me that he was going to call in a day earlier that he also wanted to just say his farewells to you. So maybe it'll be a, a goodbye rap to Crowley. Oh, wow. Yeah, it'd be really touching if he did that. It would be. Braden's got his finger on the pulse. He tweets, have you seen any of the Jurassic Park franchise? Man, I'm worried about dying over here. Although... If I do die, if I, like, put one of my pubic hairs in some old amber, can you revive me years down the road? Just like Jurassic Park and the dinosaurs. Yes. Remember that part where they found the dinosaur's pubic hair? Yeah, here's a little take for you on Jurassic Park franchise. This new one, Jurassic World, I think was better than all of them. No way. Hell yeah, brother. No not, way. not the newest new one, the one that just recently came out. Oh, I know what you but mean. The one like two or three years ago where Chris Pratt made his debut and they were training the Raptors. That's the best Jurassic Park movie ever made. That movie stunk. No, it didn't. Would you answer the phone? Who, answer the who, phone. Who do you think it is? It might be Paul Dog. I didn't like the last one. I love the first Jurassic Park. The theme song was outstanding. The cast was amazing. There was a long time earlier in my life where I wanted to be a paleontologist. I wanted to have a little brush and brush off rocks. And in fact, I used to do that in my backyard all the time. I used to dig for dinosaurs in my backyard, and then there'd be rocks, and I'd rub the dust off of them. I wanted to be a paleontologist. The first movie was great, and far better than this last one. The last one got yeah. all Hollywooded, and the first one was a true blockbuster when there weren't that many of them to be found. The first one was revolutionary. There's no doubt about it, and it is a great movie, but I just found myself having more fun when I'm watching Chris Pratt and his badass out there with raptors hunting down this genetically enhanced dinosaur. I mean, that's what sells for me. It seemed a little far-fetched to me. No, it was perfect. Paul Dog is here. Hello, Paul Dog. Krusky, what's going on, brother? Well, I'm going to die. What's going on with you? Cool, man. Hey, you know, you're between uh, Baltimore B and Shirtless T, man. You're, you're like they're like your alternates, man. You're like, you're the captain, dude. You know. If you're I die, the... I would like for them to carry on the show together with no other person. But I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> well, that's another reason I'm calling today is because you know I couldn't let. It would be weird to do uh, what I do without you. I think we're like some sort of like Sunny and Share type thing, you know. Can I be Cher? You can be Cher, buddy. What do you got for <laughs> us? I mean, this is going to be the last one, so you better make it good. Well, you know, uh, I, Pittsburgh doesn't really have its own um, uh, based soup, 
there's actually I did some research and there's been many soups that popped up. So therefore, uh, I'm making this into alphabet pierogies. Whoa! So this is a shout out to Potato Pete and to Jalapena Hannah and Sauerkraut Sal and Oliver Onion and don't forget Bacon Burt and uh, Pizza Penny and my personal favorite. Is that how many pierogies there are nowadays? There's like twelve pierogies. There's more pierogies <laughs> than reindeer for Santa. I believe the I believe bacon and pizza are the, like the rookies for the newbies. All right, this goes out to the Crowley Show from the uh, Crowley Show Mafia in the West Virginia sector. We're praying for you, pal. We'll see you on Monday. Talk to you next week unless I'm dead. Right on. We had a chorus in that one. We had a chorus in that song. That by make, week. That's what it called the high <laughs> week. It bumped. What was the last thing he said about leaked? Uh, I hope their S don't get leaked. I don't know what that meant. S get leaked. S get licked? That can't be it. I don't know. It was good, though. It was great. Maybe I, the best I, one we've it's heard evolving from him. every week. I mean, like I said, now we have a chorus. I mean, who knows? Next week, maybe we'll have a feature. Maybe we'll have one of his friends come on and spit a, a, a feature bar. I'm... Paul Dog is ever-growing. Tom, I got to throw a curveball at you here. At the end of the show, we'll get back into Leafs and Penguins, because we got Jerry Dulac coming up in about 10 minutes here. 
But because I'm not going to be here tomorrow, we're going to have to do the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined right now. And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! Pitt and the Steelers are off this week. Woo! Brian's not here. Woo! So Tom and I are going to pick three games at the end of the show that are actually important. Right now is when I pick the games that aren't interesting. Denver at Arizona tonight. Thank God the Leafs and Penguins are playing. I mean, my God, that is atrocious. Don't watch it, people. It's going to be awful. I got Denver winning. Arizona's the worst team in football. Titans at Chargers. Really? We got Chargers. Bills at Colts. Ugh. What's a worse game? What's happening this week? Are we allowed to have a burning question here? Yeah, ask a burning question. Okay. What's a worse game? Denver at Arizona or Bills at Colts? God almighty. It has to be Denver at Arizona. At least you've got Andrew Luck in this Colts game. And the hilarity that is the Bills quarterback situation. Will we see Nathan Peterman get in the game again? Who knows? Derek Anderson getting the start. Oh, my God. Shoot those games into the sun. The Colts win at home. Vikings at Jets. What is going on? Vikings are good. They haven't played all that well. They beat the Jets on the road. Panthers at Eagles. Not bad. Woo! Eagles at home. They're starting to regain their championship form. They will this weekend. Browns at Bucks. Oh, my God. What is happening? The Bucks. Lose to the Browns. Texans at Jags. A battle for first place in the AFC South. Tom, don't shake your head at that game. It's a great game. They're both 3-3. Three and three. It's a battle for first place in the AFC South. I got the Jags at home. Rams at Niners. Doesn't it figure that the Steelers are off this week? We're going to get to sit there and watch there's football all good. day on Sunday, and there's nothing freaking good on I got Rams. Cowboys at Redskins. First place on the line in the NFC East. One of the oldest rivalries in the history of America, too. Cowboys and Indians? Yeah. I got the Skins. And we wrap things up with a game that looked like it might be good early on in the season until these two teams played games, but Giants and Falcons. Good Lord. Saquon Barkley is going to put up 65 fantasy points. But the Falcons are going to win at home. Eli Manning will still find a way to be sacked like eight times, too. Yes. That is the great unsponsored football segment. Field knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! Later on in the show, we will pick Bengals at Chiefs, Patriots at Bears, and Saints at Ravens. Okay, I mean... Not great, though. That uh, Those three games equal one and a half good games. Well, Bengals at Chiefs is two teams that have winning records that are good teams, but I don't think a lot of people... Yeah, I don't think a lot of people have faith in the Bengals going to Arrowhead to pull that one off. Plus, they just don't look good. The optics are bad when the Bengals are on primetime football. And Patriots at Bears... Bears... There would have been some luster had they actually held on to beat the Dolphins last week, but they lose to Brock Osweiler. Do I really think they're going to beat Tom Brady? I don't think the Patriots have won on the road yet this year, though. So there's a little something to keep an eye on. Well... I bet you they're 1-0 in Chicago after this week. I think it's Saints at Ravens. Depends on if the Ravens show up or not. They're 4-2. They're at home. It depends on whether the Ravens show up or not. Coming up next, Jerry Dulac from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and the Steelers Radio Network. Where's Le'Veon Bell? Have the Steelers turned a corner? 
More hockey talk. Leafs and pens after that Crowley show. The Adam Crowley Show. Sidney Crosby got rubbed by the glove on power play. And they're... Did I say rubbed? You guys looked at each other like I said rubbed. And, and then you added by the glove. Oh, you got rubbed by the glove? You're going to have to yank that one, Tom. Please go ahead and pull that for me. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. and Leafs tonight. I'm jammed for that one. Give you some thoughts on that to wrap up the show right now. Joined by Jerry Dulek of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and the Steelers Radio Network. He's brought to you by the pub at the Tonnendale Oakdale. $3 Bud Light aluminum bottles are served during all Steelers games. Jerry, what's up, man? Mark's, uh, Adam, I always say Mark because I just get done doing Mark Men. Sounds like some good hockey talk this afternoon. Yeah, I'm fired up, and uh, I, I love that that happened. It means I should get Mark's salary then, right? Yeah, right, exactly. I see that uh, he was tweeting about the cheese teas yesterday, so there seems to be some connection going on. There is. Uh, it's a budding friendship, Jerry. There you go. Uh, Jerry, I have to get this one out of the way because I'm just contractually obligated to have to do so. Uh, any guess as to what Bell's thinking? Oh, no. I, I mean, <laughs> if I knew that, uh, Adam, I'd be doing greater things than what, than what me and you were doing, that's for sure. Um, I, 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 I can't uh, because for every line of thinking that I can give, there's a counter to it. And uh, I don't know that the Steelers – well, I'm, I know that the Steelers don't know what he's thinking. Uh, the only thing that we can presume at this point is that he will come in when he has to come in if he wants to get an accrued season. Beyond that, um, you know, I never thought that um, – I wasn't taking him at his word, what he told Jeremy Fowler, that he was going to come in during the bye week because we've heard those uh, dates before, you know, for his return. And um, and they they've not not come true. So I wasn't going to sit there and hold my breath that he would be back uh, uh, this week. And of course, when I was told in the locker room Sunday afternoon that they still hadn't heard from him, and uh, then I knew then I thought, well, I don't really think he's coming in. And but I will say this: I think the fact that uh, it was it was reported that the Steelers weren't expecting Bell that tells me. Adam, that there was some conversation between mm. the Steelers and his agent. Whether I can't imagine that the agent called him, them, and said he's not coming because that's just not their style. But I have to think that maybe uh, that the Steelers contact got word to the agent that don't bother coming during the bye week because we're not going to pay you. And 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 I think maybe that's what might have occurred um, this week. But as to when he's coming in. I'm sure it'll be a surprise. Could it be this week? Could it be, you know, in a couple, three more weeks? Who, who, know, who knows with him, Adam? Who knows? Yeah, and last thing on this, in this conversation, Jerry. Good. <laughs> yeah, if they did. I'm kidding. I'm teasing. It's, it is so true, though. I'm so Le'Veon Bell fatigued right now, and I'm, I'm sure you're even more so. Uh, the, the thing that just strikes me as so incredibly asinine is that Maybe if they did have communication this week, it'd be the first time, and that just 
It just boggles my mind. Why wouldn't he just have given them a date at the beginning of the year? I just don't understand that at all. I'm with you, Adam. And, um, you know, the whole thing uh, is a guessing game. You know, as, as strange as it sounds, you know, when you sit there and try and make sense of this, you can make the argument, even though he doesn't stick to his word, you can make the, the um, argument that um, Le'Veon Bell is, is, is being honorable here by not taking the money. That's what's baffling to everybody. <laughs> um, it would have been very easy for him to come in and, and you know, for the regular season uh, and, and get his $14.5 million. And, you know, who knows? Take it easy. Um, you know, not, not to sit there and, and, and lend credence to what James Harrison said, but it would have been very easy for him to come in and in week two or week three go, I, you know, my hamstrings bother me. I think I'm going to miss a couple games. And, you know, and then in week 10, you know what, my shoulders bother me. I, I don't think I can hold the ball. would have been very easy for him to do that. Um, but he didn't. So, and he's foregoing all this money. So that's why I say you can make the argument, believe it or not, that the guy's being honorable, even though nobody but nobody views him that way, just because of the way he's handled this whole thing. The whole thing is baffling. And for every, every reason you can give for him coming or not coming, the bottom line is he didn't accept the money, and it's always been about the money to Le'Veon Bell, and he's passing up the money. And that's, that's just – I just don't get that. And I think the problem here, too, Adam, is it is incumbent on his agent to read the market, even Le'Veon Bell, but especially his agent. And I think they're misreading the market. James, that happened to James Harrison a couple of years ago when he wouldn't take the Steelers' pay cut to $5 million for two years. And they said, no, we're not going to take that. And, and then he went out and, and signed elsewhere because he thought he would get a better deal. He ended up signing with the Bengals for $3 million over two years. His agent misread the market. And I think Le'Veon Bell and his agent are sitting there thinking they're going to get this big deal. And after the way he's behaved uh, and everything else and the way he's handled this situation, I know it only takes one and nothing will surprise me. But if he thinks there's going to be a bidding war, and he's going to get the money that he thinks he's going to get, I'm not so sure that's going to happen. Jerry Dulek joining us here on the Crowley Show. And moving on now from Le'Veon Bell, Jerry. Have they turned the corner, these Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, I, I, certainly the last two games, uh, uh, Adam would suggest that. I, I think what else we, what we have seen throughout the season is uh, you know, kind of glimpses of, of what we know they can be. And I think the last two games have obviously been, uh, you know, more solid, uh, more solid evidence of that. I think it starts up front. I think their offensive line obviously has been better. I think their defensive line has been better and more disruptive. Stephon Tuitt, for example. Um, their pressure has been good. You know, despite the fact that I, I think the number is at 10, 30-yard-plus uh, passes, all in all, I think the secondary has been okay. I mean, you know, not great, but but okay. I, I don't see it as being a, um, you know, especially in today's NFL, Adam. Everybody throws the ball. Everybody has success. Everybody goes up and down the field. Um, I, I, and and so I, I think as they go on with with you know Terrell Edmonds is is new. John Bostic is new. You've got three other players playing new positions. Sean Davis, um, you know T.J. Watt and and Bud Dupree. And I think as they go on, the defense will—they've been pretty good against the run, and I think they'll only—they'll only get better. So, um, I never—I never put a lot of stock in the first quarter of the season. 
whether they were 4-0. Now, granted, if they were 0-4 and and looking terrible, you don't want to dig too deep a hole. But but where they are right now, um, you know, if if they were if they were five one and one, it wouldn't change my opinion of where I think they're going to end up because um, I, I think you know December and excuse me September and October football don't have a lot of correlation to me with November and December football. Uh, you know how you're playing then, and I think the key is just to get to that point where you don't shoot yourself, uh, you know, out of out of uh, the uh, out of contention. I go back to. 19 that was it 95 when they started uh, when they started three and four and I've always said after I saw them come back from three and four start and go and lose Rod Woodson and go to the Super Bowl I said then I'll never count them out again I'll never uh, I'll never uh, jump to a rash uh, uh, judgment on them and I just won't and and that was proof to me and you and we saw it in 2005 when they were seven and five and needed to win their last four and did and went to the Super Bowl so. A long way to go, and I think where they are right now is is fine, and uh, we'll see how it plays out from here. Jerry, you mentioned this at the beginning of the answer. Can an offensive line play better than how their offensive line's playing right now? The last two games, I would say no, Um, and and because, you know, the the, the objective for every offensive line, uh, the simple objective, is a 100-yard rusher and no sacks on the quarterback. And not only have they kept Ben clean, the Cincinnati Bengals did not hit Ben, except when he, except on the one carry, a rush. But they had 11, 10 pressures, I think it was, and they never hit him. So the offensive line threw a no-hitter at the Bengals. Well, that's pretty good. And against the Atlanta Falcons, no sacks. And, and don't forget, you know, you're talking about Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap, two guys who had 10 sacks between them. And now you go to the Atlanta Falcons with Tack McKinley and Vic Beasley. They had seven pressures the entire game, never sacked them. Seven pressures on 30-some dropbacks. And, and to the Bengals' point, uh, what was it, Adam? I think 49 dropbacks. Right. 49 dropbacks, and they didn't even hit them. So from a protection standpoint, they've been very good. And, and you know, we've seen the running game go from averaging 2.2 yards in those previous three games to 4.9 the last two games, three runs of 20-plus yards, four rushing touchdowns in that time. So when you're looking at it simplistically from, from a statistics standpoint, and, and what they'd like to do every game. Can't ask for more than what they've done the last two. No, certainly not. Jerry like joining us here on the Crowley Show. Jerry, uh, I had a nightmare last night, and it was the Steelers' defense without Joe Hayden. I mean, imagine if this guy wasn't there. I mean, it, it would be a totally different animal. Yeah, there's no question. We saw that last year, Adam. I can't remember the numbers, what they were. But in the five games he missed, I think the number of 40-yard passes uh, more than doubled what it was when he was in the lineup. Um, and, I, and I wish I had those numbers in front of me, but, um, but that's what he means to them. Um, and, and he's been very good, uh, you know, matching up on Julio Jones and A.J. Green. If you go into a game um, and, and you say uh, A.J. Green's longest catch is going to be 23 yards, you'll take it nine and a half times out of ten. And that's what happened. And Julio Jones, if you go into a game and say, Julio Jones isn't going to catch a ball until the fourth quarter, you'll take that ten times out of ten. Um, so, But that's what Joe Hayden has been able to do in terms of uh, eliminating uh, those guys. So, yeah, he's been, he's been very good. There's no question. He's, he's kind of the glue back there. And um, uh, uh, he's, he's, played, he's played very well. Last thing here for you, Jerry. Artie Burns, kind of the opposite there. 
He's right. really struggled, and it seems like it's a moving train right now, as Mike Tomlin likes to say with the Steelers' defense. And he's yeah, and he's not on it. He's certainly not. Uh, what happens there? I mean, do you you roll him out there, or is it Cody Sensabaugh time? What's the move got to be? Well, I I got a feeling. Um, you, you know, it's it's hard to say. I think you'll see him a little bit less in the rotation right now. Um, you know, maybe have him take a seat. I think what's discouraging to them. Uh, Adam, and certainly to, you know, the people just in general who, who watch the fans, is that we saw Artie Burns, and more importantly, the coaches did, saw Artie Burns have a pretty good training camp. A guy who looked like, um, you know, in his third year, he was going to be one of those guys, one of those types of corners. Not a shutdown guy, not a lockdown guy, not an elite corner, but a, but a solid corner. As Joe Hayden said, he looks like uh, he says he looks like he wants to be a number one cornerback in training camp, and that's what we saw. And then you get to the regular season, and the same uh, ails that have bothered, uh, you know, Artie Burns last year, and you know, and as a rookie, I'll, I'll give him a pass as a rookie. You know, are the same things that are happening again. It's they've reared their ugly head, and it's it's not understanding your assignments, not understanding where you have help or where you don't have help. Uh, you know, down in distance, you know, what you're supposed to do, what happens in press, you know, when to get up, when not to, when you do get up, what to do. I, and it's those things that are probably has nothing to do with talent and ability, but it has to do with just awareness and, and, and focus and, and understanding your assignments. And it, it keeps happening again and again. I mean, that touchdown play to t- Tyler Boyd, I mean, you know, he was just completely befuddled as to what he was supposed to do and, and, and what he thought the rest of the guys were doing in that defense. And and then, of course, the, the pass interference penalty was just bad. I mean, he got beat, he pushes the guy, and, you know, it was just, it, you know, that that one was dumb as well. So that, that, was kind of the, that was kind of the breaking point where they go, come on, son, that's it. He yanked them out of the game. And they've been pretty hard. They've been pretty hard on Artie Burns this week, and rightfully so. I like Artie Burns personally. He's a nice kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he wants to do well. I think he's losing confidence right now. And and that's part of it. They want to make sure he doesn't lose too much confidence. So when you ask what's going to happen now, that's why I was hesitant to say, um, you know, he's going to be less in the rotation because they don't want his confidence to be totally shot. By the same token, they're not just going to sit there and, and you know, accept those, those um, mistakes, especially when they're going to cost them. So we'll kind of see how it plays out, but that's kind of the fence they're straddling right now as to what to do with them. They're not going to give up on them. Um, they're not going to give up on them in year three, but it's just disturbing to them that the same things are happening at them. Love it, Jerry. Appreciate the time, buddy. All right, brother. Good chatting with you, Adam. Thank you. It's Jerry Dulac. The Pittsburgh Post getting the Steelers real at Radio Network. <laughs> what happened Take to, it again. What happened From to my top. What happened to my voice there? The words did not come out the way I wanted them to. That's Derry Julak of the Network. Brought to you by the Pub at Tonnendale Oakdale. That's intentional. Three dollar Bud Light aluminum bottles are served during all Steelers games. Tom, I've been thinking I need an NBA team. Yeah, you do. You you really do. And, and you're you a Knicks have, fan. I am a Knicks fan. And do you have any uh, team in mind, really? Like, does, I was does thinking any, the Grizz. 
That is a terrible pick. They're like the boring Spurs that never win. I mean, just it, it might be the the Spurs won a bunch. No, that, and that's what I'm saying. The Grizzlies are like them, but they just never win. So that you're going to watch boring basketball without the results. Boy, they defend hard though, and they got Javon Carter, man. <sighs> you're going to be rooting for Mike Conley and Mark Gasol, and Javon Carter, and Javon Carter. Thank you. Don't pick the Grizzlies. I don't pick yeah, a fun team. Like, I don't like maybe their go logo, pick the Raptors, man. You know they just got Kawhi. The cool logo, cool mascot. The games aren't ever on in the United States. That's not true at all. Plus, I hate the I hate the Raptors logo. Uh, I like the logo. I don't love their color scheme. Oh, I thought you were a fan of Jurassic Park. It's, it's a dinosaur. The Bucks. How I, about the Bucks? I, mean, I like the Bucks. They're green. You know, it's a deer on the front. I do like the Celtics, but you can't do that. Can't be a Celtics fan. They got the Irish thing, and I love the colors, but I can't can't do that because they're, no, they're good now. No, they're good now. They're good now. I'll tell you a team to jump onto that's going to be good in a couple years is the Mavs, man. I, don't I think be a this Luka Doncic kid, I watched the game last night. He looks like a freak. I'm anti Cuban. Dennis Smith looks good. I think you told me like three months ago that you were one of the Cubans' biggest fans. I love Mark Cuban, but I don't love their logo. And I, it's got to be, it's, if I'm going to watch like 20% of their games and then all their playoff games, I got to be looking good in the clothing. And okay, I'm not a big fair. fan of the Mavs. That's no. fair. Portland? Oh, I love that logo. Just jump on board with Brian. It'd be great to have him uh, get a friend to jump on the bandwagon with him to suffer. Are they good? Yeah, they will make the playoffs, but as Brian can tell you, they will get bounced in the first round, probably in four games. Last, Na- last name year, one trailblazer. Damian Lillard. Name another. That's where I am. Oh, man. Oh, I know this. Shooting guard. Um, God, CJ McCollum. God, he's just so far in that west corner of the country. They never put them on TV. No. They were the three seed last year in the playoffs, and they got swept by the six seed. That's the life of a Portland Trailblazers fan. Sounds like a West Virginia fan. I'm in. You're in. Let's the do Trailblazers. It. Rip City, baby. Rip City, bitch. Coming up next, we make our picks for the weekend, a day early. Hottest take of the day. Other crap. Three stars of the show. I've mailed it in because I'm dying. ESP of Pittsburgh. The Adam Crowley Show. Can't lose your bitch. Can't lose your bitch. Can't lose your bitch. That was on my wrist. They drip with eyes. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. I have not been crazy about Derek Broussard on the left wing of Sidney Crosby. And, ha! Mike Sullivan's been listening to me. First line tonight, Gensel, Crosby, Rust. Haglin, Malkin, Kessel. That's staying intact. Should always stay intact. Will be intact in the playoffs. Third line's Broussard, Simone, and Hornquist. Then Shane, Cullen, and Sprong on the fourth line. I like the fourth line's makeup. I'd flip Rust and Hornquist, though. Crosby doesn't like playing with Horny. And I don't get it. Sure, he's not the most creative player out there. He doesn't think the game, I think, at the highest of levels. But he goes to the areas he needs to. He'll win puck battles and he'll go to the front of the net. 
I think Crosby prefers playing with somebody with speed, but Hornquist will bang a few in for you. I don't like it with Rust up top. It's better than moving a center to wing, but it's still not my favorite. It's a big test for the Penguins tonight. A huge test for the Penguins tonight. Their defense has been not good this year. And it's not, I think, because the defense core itself is bad. I think they haven't played necessarily all that well. Dumoulin, I thought, was really good the other night. Chris Letang, I think, has been good since the first 10 minutes of game number one. But some of the others, Jack Johnson's metrics haven't been good. Ole Mata's had a couple of head scratchers. You're without Justin Schultz. But primarily, I think their problem is the forwards aren't helping enough because it's October, and they know that they don't have to play that hard in October. Well, at least that's what you hear. My problem is that all season long last year, they seemed to be in a malaise. I can't wait to watch this one, though. Rossi was on for an hour earlier, and he said it's the first time he's been excited for an October hockey game in 10 years. I was excited for game number one this year. I'm always excited when Penn season rolls around, but I'm really juiced for this one. They got all kinds of talent in Toronto on the offensive side. Their defense sucks. And while I think that Mike Sullivan would like to see this game be the one where the Penguins turn it around and play good defense, I think it's far more likely we see an 8-7 type game. And I don't know if I'd hate it from an entertainment standpoint. It's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. (laughs) The Dodgers and the Red Sox aren't evil. They win a lot of baseball games. They're, it looks like on a collision course for the World Series. The Red Sox payroll is $228 million. The Dodgers is $199 million, And it makes people hate them. Oh, they're buying championships. Yes, so? Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Baseball created a system where teams can spend a bleep ton of money and win. Your problem is that the Pirates don't spend money. Your problem is that your team sucks. I don't have a problem with the Dodgers or Red Sox ownership groups doing what they need to do, which is spend money, and you shouldn't have a problem with them either. We might as well call this segment Other Crap, Tom. We're doing picks of the week. We're going to skip Other Crap for today, but we really haven't been all that good. Have you been good? I think you're the only one with a winning record. I actually didn't even tally up last week, but yeah, I was... In first place by like a game over you, and then Brian's like way behind. So it's other crap. First game, Bengals Chiefs. Other crap. I should have known that that was going to happen. I left the I pause mean, there yeah, too. I mean, it was pregnant. Yeah, that was yeah. Seriously, Bengals at Chiefs. We both on the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a slaughter too, right? That's what Stan was telling us last week. If the Chiefs were to lose to the Patriots, this is just they're just going to take such an, so much aggression on them. That's such Bengals. an old school sportsy take. Uh, old I, school I, sports guy. I do think Kansas City wins. I think the Bengals put up some points on that defense, though. I bet you it's closer than the experts think. It is the Bengals, though. Patriots at Bears. Cool. I kind of like the Bears. I like the Bears too, in a weird way, but I'm picking the Patriots. Me too. Saints at Ravens. Give me the Saints all day by like three touchdowns. The Ravens, the, we'll get the fraud Ravens this week. I think it's every other week with them. <sighs> You're taking the Ravens, aren't you? No, but I, I want, want to. to. So badly. I want to because football, right? 
I think the Saints think are lose the football yeah, this week. I think they do. I think the Saints are one of the best teams in the NFL, no and, and to me, I think they could, they could easily win the not easily, but they could win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Ravens aren't a Super Bowl caliber team to me, but it's football. So you know what? I'll go Ravens. Wow, dumb pick. Old. I'll pay for it if I'm alive on Monday. It's time for the three stars of the show. Tonight's third star of the show, West Virginia University. I, I'm amazed how many West Virginia graduates there are. Because people need to graduate? Yes. And that's surprising to you? Yes. yes I find that very surprising. Notice I didn't say in Pittsburgh. I no. just meant in general. Yeah. Overall. It took me five years to graduate. Tonight's second star of the show, Crowley's Funeral. A crazy experience. I don't know if we've talked about this on the air before, but Brian hates media funerals because he thinks oh, it's where all the leeches yes, and hangers-on go to try to get jobs and to try to pretend like they actually liked people, even though they probably didn't like them. So I bet you Brian would not allow you to be off. He would not grant you that day. Oh, no. You think that if I went to Brian and was like, hey, man, it's uh, Crowley's viewing, I would honestly go to ask him and be like, what time do you want to leave to go? You're telling me that he would just tell me that I can't have off in general? Brian, I'm not, I have to work the board for the Wes Euler show? You would. Brian wouldn't go. You wouldn't go. It's your funeral. I know, but he wouldn't want you there. And tonight's first star of the show, Paul Dog. All week. It's the bye week. Some players call it the high week. Some players want to get down with a freak. Some players don't want that S to get leaked. Hey, I can't believe the bye week is here. Clear your mind from football. Have a beer. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? It's was time. It, hey. it was fun while it lasted. I'm about to get shuffled off this mortal coil, man. I thought we'd be doing this show for a long time together, but it was fun for this, like, probably like eight, nine months. I already told you, I'm going to come back as a poltergeist. You're going to be happy because I'll you'll know there's an afterlife of some sort. Unless there's not one, uh, at which point this is really, really sad. Yeah. It's going to be so abrupt whenever I don't wake up. Wes Euler's filling in tomorrow. If I live, I'll be on at 5. Maybe. So, it'll just be Wes at 5.